0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 194, episode two of the Daily Zeitgeist, the ah! production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Listen to the Zeit. Oh, and go get that shot in your arm. Listen <laughs> to the Zeit. Oh, we just want this plague to be gone. Listen to the zy. That is courtesy of Rob Cunningham, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray.
1: That's right, winner of the gold medal in the 100 meter blunt smoking. From North Hollywood at the Tokyo Vid Olympic Games, it is Hideo Noho. Thank wow. you so much for having me. I'm wow. so excited about the <laughs> Olympic Games in my other mother country. It's going to be so exciting and terrifying at the same time.
0: Thank day. you for thanking me for having you on your own podcast. That, I, it's a it's a habit good. I have to really just really feel
1: like I'm 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 really
0: there's something oh, special going on. Hey you earned it kid you earned <laughs> thanks, it thanks man thanks bro it's thanks, so It's the 100 meter blunt smoking you're smoking a 100 meter, 100 meter, long meter blunt. blunt exactly you've heard
1: you've seen you know
0: it sounds, I, if anybody could do it, I, th- I think you could, you're the man for the job. Look,
1: there's a, there are some allegations that I was on performance enhancing drugs during uh, <laughs> my gold medal run. And, you know, that can be decided. But I'm yeah. sorry, the event itself is smoking weed, so I don't know what they want me to say.
0: Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the very talented writer, actor, producer, and the host of the we need to talk about Britney podcast, Jen Zabrowski. Hello. Welcome Hi, guys. Hello. Hi.
1: Welcome, welcome. Hi Jen. Where Where are you coming to us from? Where, where on God's green are you?
2: I am coming to you straight from the home of myself in Laurel Canyon. That's where right. I am today. Yeah.
0: Oh, love beautiful, to beautiful. beautiful. Love to see it.
1: Yeah, How's it's... Pache doing? They, are they doing okay over there?
2: Pace is doing great. You know, we really, they kept it going during this time and it actually feels like very European. It's an, it's an Italian restaurant in Laurel Canyon and they moved everything outside and they closed down the street and they put tables out there. And so it actually feels like you're, you know, you're up against the wall of the dry cleaners and it feels kind of European in a way. It's like you're, you're like out on a street but Which street did down. they
1: close? The one that's between Laurel Canyon and that little side street that yes. the cheaters take to go yes. to try and beat the traffic. You yep. know it.
2: You know. I know it.
1: So I, I always like, look at that and I'm like, those guys are cheating, and you're gonna get stuck at the stop sign when the traffic. <laughs> oh man,
0: when somebody turns off, when somebody like gets stuck behind me and then like turns off into a side street. I, I, It's a race. It's immediately oh, yeah. a race between me and them because they're going through the alleyways and I'm just trying to cut them off at every pass. Uh, and that's stupid of yeah. me. That's very that's dumb. That's why your license got revoked. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will blow through a red light to make sure that they don't get <laughs> to make sure that, get in front of me. <laughs>
1: oh, you, you got a shortcut! <laughs> <laughs> but it feels very so. Like it's it's a, it's a nice alfresco situation out there. I don't know mm. why I'm asking the most specific yeah, reference about Laurel Canyon for maybe three percent of our listeners that will understand that.
2: Well, three percent of enough. the listeners come on down to Pache. You know, just <laughs> like and actually, fun fact: the the owner of Pache, guys, we're getting into like. Real pache conversation yeah. right here. now. He, the guy who owns that restaurant, he lived in this house. Like oh when he opened God. the restaurant, look at that! Look at that! Wow! Yeah, yeah. pache
1: lore. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like we did a pre-interview for this, and we didn't. <laughs> That's how good this podcast is. It just happens like it just that. Happens
0: <laughs> stories no one will care about. <laughs> Our local Italian <laughs> restaurant material is uh, unparalleled. All right, well. Jen, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. Uh, the Olympics continue to be a problem. The Delta wave is real. Uh, we're going to ask, what what are we considering an infection? Because there seems to be a big difference between the people who got vaccinated, the people who didn't. Uh, we're going to talk about that Israeli surveillance software that has been revealed to be uh, a tool that authoritarians are able to use to hack journalists, activists, uh, lawyers, basically like good guys, the good guys in the world. What are they up to? What are they up to? What are they talking yeah. about? What kind of <laughs> secrets they Who's talking? this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> uh, we're going to say RIP to salad bars. Oh. We're going to talk about Britney. Her bodyguard came out and just dropped some more details of. Just her hardcore old boy existence when she was continues to be under basically like house arrest by her dad. But then there's also an interesting thing where she the ex-cop bodyguard security guy was like and then she would go all sorts of crazy and start talking parallel universes, which is actually like. Proponents of the multiverse hypothesis include Stephen Hawking, Neil deGrasse Tyson, but but we won't hold that against it. So Britney Spears maybe went extra super duper like galaxy brain and people need to come around to that. All of that, plenty more. But first, Jim, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history?
2: Guys... I'm looking for an interesting floor lamp and that truly was the last thing I searched for. <laughs> mm. hey. It's a floor lamp. I'm I'm looking to put right beside the desk I'm sitting at right now and mm. uh I'm just looking at all kinds of lamps. I don't want just an average lamp. I'm looking for something a little special.
1: And you don't yeah. want the arc lamp that everyone's got these days. It's, it's
2: too, much, too much too much
1: too much real estate. To put so much real somewhere.
2: estate. I don't want to bump my head. I don't want to deal with it falling. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm looking for, I'm like into, I mean, we spend so much time at home. So now I'm really looking to, you know, zhuzh it up. I right. moved, I rearranged all the furniture. Did you guys like do any of that weird stuff last year?
1: I I put Christmas lights up very early. That was like the one weird thing. I was like, bring the Twinklies inside. <laughs>
2: I like that. You're like, let's put a little something, you know, like, let's warm up the area. Let's like, you know, remind ourselves of perhaps like a holiday. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I like that. Your ancestors
0: communicate to you through the christmas lights right uh from the upside down is that correct yeah
1: exactly and i have all the letters set up underneath um (laughs) it's pretty cool i mean not bad uh, my partner her majesty she's a little spooked out by it but i'm telling her there's secrets that we got to understand through (laughs) there
0: i've been noticing a lot of uh yard sales in my neighborhood and our family is going through a all-around like we we have six bags of like old baby clothes and like just toys that we don't need anymore. And then like a bunch of stuff from 10 years ago that books and stuff that we're just trying to figure out what to do with Uh, probably donate them. But yeah, yeah, we are, we are in the middle of a intensive purge. Purge? Mm. Yeah. Mm,
2: I love a good purge. I love a good purge. I love going under beds, deep in drawers, like, yeah. I, I live for that. Live no, I'm for in,
1: that. I'm incapable of that. I just consolidate and put into a corner. Yeah. I think it's called hoarding. <laughs> yes. But you just never know when someone's going to need, uh, uh, you know, like I told you, a Mookie Blaylock rookie card. <laughs>
0: That's true. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or a Stacey Ogmon rookie card when, when he signed with the Atlanta right. Hawks. I mean, there's a lot of cards and 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 Pogs as well. I have lava tubes of all the old those old Pogs. From the early '90s, those milk no, cap games. D- oh yeah, you don't
0: have Pogs, do
1: you? Oh, if you check my mother, dude, my, mother's garage, pogs, my mother's garage, my mother's <laughs> garage is like a fucking time capsule. Bless her heart, because she, I, I learned from the best in terms of not throwing shit away, for sure. But for like sure. in an organized way, because like my mom knows where everything is. i be like, where's that old? Uh where's that old promotional badge from the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Time Cop that you got <laughs> She's like it's over there in this box.
0: I'm like, yes. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, that I mean that rules. I can can I free you by telling you pugs are never coming back and w- would that make it easier for you to part with them or it just doesn't we'll matter? See.
1: We'll see. I don't know, Jack. We'll see,
2: man.
0: We'll see. Yeah. We'll
2: see. And you know what, though, Miles, I feel like don't let that sway you because there is a thing like all of a sudden when you're like, OK, I'm freeing myself of this. I'm getting rid of this thing that that's the moment like the next day is when someone will ask you for that. <laughs> for the pogs. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Hey, Just, buddy, I got 10 grand for some mint condition <laughs> pogs. You got any? Oh, fuck. 10 grand.
0: Has anyone seen my yeah. Stacy Ogman rookie card? <laughs> I'm gonna be killed if They're they don't give They're all just it to- terrible paper goods. Really, when I think <laughs> I about it, right, Jim? What is something you think is overrated?
2: Okay, this is this could be very controversial, but just hear what? me out. Just hear me out. Lately, I've been taking a not like intermittent breaks from drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. and if I do it for like five days, I'm like. I think drinking might be overrated because Mm. I also like and I don't like the idea of a mocktail, but like I put a drink that doesn't have alcohol in it in a wine or a cocktail glass. Like I do all the like the ritual things like I Mm. like I take out like, yeah, all the barware and I like put in like good crushed ice and then I take like a flavored Pellegrino or something and like Mm cut a lime wedge and then, and then I'm just like cruising. And then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I feel like right as rain. I'm ready to go. <laughs> right.
0: There
1: you go. So it's maybe, so is it the ritual then it sounds like that you really like of like the preparation more than what you're drinking?
2: Yeah. yeah. Like having, yeah. Just like having, taking a moment and like, okay, like I'm enjoying myself, like having a good time. And it's still like, when I'm like, I need a drink. It's like, OK, I need I still need a drink. It just doesn't mean that, like, alcohol needs to be in it. Guys, this is <laughs> like if my parents heard this conversation, they would they would just be like, I never want to talk to you again. I can't believe you like, <laughs> raised her to say this. Right. But my parents literally call their house camp cocktail. So, um, <laughs>
1: whoa. That's yeah. Wow. yeah. OK. Yeah.
2: Oh, they have merch. They like they make their no. own merch. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And listen, I know that we just met, but you are both invited to To Camp Cocktail. Yeah, to Pam and Joe Zabrowski's lake house to Camp (laughs) Cocktail. Where is Camp Uh, Cocktail?
0: Of course, it's a lake house.
2: It's a lake house. It's in upstate New York in the Adirondack Mountains. It's like a tiny like it's 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 way up there and it's just uh, how
1: long has it been camp? Like, did you grow up? In this place being called Camp Cocktail, or is this more of a latter day phenomenon?
2: The the energy, the spirit of Camp Cocktail was always there, even as a child. But um, I would say it was probably like maybe 15 years ago now that they started referring to it as that. And then they went to get a sign made and they were like, should it say Zabrowski or should it say Camp Cocktail? And my mom was like, we can't, we can't go down this. Road. Like, it, it's, it's got to say, it's got to say Zabrowski. Like, oh, what, are we, gonna what say, are we doing
1: here? We can't let people know our names from out <laughs> Cocktail. What are you talking about? <laughs> but rules.
2: it's great. At, yeah, at Christmas, they roll out the merch so you can, like, get ready for summertime. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, love this. I love the That's energy of, of, like, when someone's like, no, man, this is a brand now. Like, <laughs> right. I, and making merch is like, that's fully, that's like a full commitment. I mean, I used to call the back house of where my mom lives, where like, that would be like my scumbag lair, like in high school and college. I used to call that Club Miles, oh, okay. but I never had merch. Um, I thought it was going to be and,
0: like the Blunt Bungalow or something. No, nah, uh, it's called literative. Club Miles. Because that's, yeah. every,
1: you know, like when you would get, I, I would get off work at my laser tag job and like, you know. I had like that spot where kids we could get wild. They're like, "Yo, man, let's go to Club Miles. We're going to Club Miles." Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Wait,
2: Miles, you worked at a laser tag place, and then you had the spot that everyone called Club Miles. Like you, yeah. You, yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. you're like you, you yeah. were the man. You were really <laughs> like you know the, the early odds. Ox-
1: the early odds were my time, what can I say? You know, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, but I focus on the best of them. And yeah, I would have a, a polo shirt that said Game Master on because that's like when you referee the, the laser tag games. So it'd just be me and a bunch of people in black ultra zone polos, you know, just imbibing.
0: And I you love were this. And you were hardcore, right? Like, you were a very expressive and strict ref. Is that correct? You would you like know, I don't like I don't like
1: fucking around. When I say the rules, you follow them. Because there was a thing <laughs> you could carry around. It's called the Terminator. And it was like this TV remote that you could yeah. just fuck somebody's game up from long distance. You'd be like, hey, hey, stop running. <laughs> 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 running.
0: Oh, you're, wow. You're like, game
1: master, it doesn't work. I'm like, maybe your eyes don't work, bro, because I said no running. And it's flashing wow. it's all over here. So, yeah, game master is
0: just such an aggressive like title for the thing instead of like yeah. staff or something especially like for that. like high
1: teenagers that <laughs> right. don't care. But <laughs> right. like whatever, then we'll find moments to really like, like really lean into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is something, Jen, that you think is underrated?
2: Okay, I, I've got one, which is robes.
0: Robes. Oh,
1: I love it.
2: Robes, love it. you guys. A robe is the most relaxing of all pieces of fabric that can like it's better than a blanket it's better it's like a whole it's an energy you mm-hmm. know what i mean
1: yeah yeah absolutely i love i just uh i was talking about this recently and i know some of the listeners followed my robe advice because i it's how i get out of the shower now Is like i have a bathrobe that i just that i walk into rather than using a towel yes just to oh you don't stream. even
0: dry off before the bath. No, because I wow. have like a terry
1: cloth bathrobe. So huh. I, I like my I can just like I grab it. I'm still in the shower. The second it touches your skin, it's already starting to absorb everything on your back, your legs, your arms. And then I'm like, oh, this is way more efficient and you feel more cozy.
2: Yeah, there's robes for everything, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I like what you're talking about, the robe right when you get out of the shower. There's also like you can go with a silk robe to like add a real like. Guys, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I love wow. a robe, a drink, a moment, like floor right. lamps. Like, I. I'm, really
0: I'm getting a whole vibe. A, I'm getting an energy.
2: I didn't even realize I was that much into a vibe until I started talking to you guys today. But yeah, like a silk <laughs> robe. I always travel with a robe too. Like, I'll go to Target and just find like a like a a little you know cotton robe that I can like. Always pack in my suitcase in case, you know, you're staying at somebody else's house or like whatever you're, you're like. You just there's robes for all seasons. Yeah. There's a winter robe, a spring robe, a summer robe. Like mm. I'm into it. The yeah.
1: silk robe. I just whenever I hear that, I can I can't stop thinking about Alfred Molina's character in Boogie Nights, Rod Jackson, that drug dealer who was just in the silk robe the whole time Bro, and just I like was, off his face. on I was cocaine. just going to say I
0: was just going to say white guys, I think shouldn't wear robes. I think that's the one. Like Eric Stoltz <laughs> in Pulp Fiction, alfred Molina in Boogie Nights, like I feel like uh it's just not at, like me when I'm unshaven and wearing a uh a bathrobe. Like unless it's right. like a real big luxurious thick bathrobe, like if it's just a, you know, threadbare bathrobe <laughs> or just a normal bathrobe and I'm looking unshaven, I I look like shit. I look like people are like, oh, man, how long have you been out of work? Like, that's just <laughs> the immediate impression that you give people. I've, but, like, I can't, like, you guys both, I I can picture you guys in bathrobes and you would look amazing. I think it's just, like, something f- about middle-aged, unshaven white guy that it doesn't I'm, work for. I'm Lou
1: Jen. I have context robes. I have situational robes because I have one <laughs> right, that's right, right. more just for, like, scumbaggery like because like when it gets cold in the house you know we don't really our homes don't heat well so i have like a huge fleece robe with a hood that i wear to like just stay (laughs) warm right but i've been i don't know if have y'all seen get been getting served the most aggressive robe ads on instagram for this thing called off and i don't mean to do an ad for them but it's like the biggest chunky robe i've ever seen and like instagram costs like you want this man it's called off hours you want this (laughs) and i'm like cool it's like 300 bucks i'm like for a robe no no. Right. We're oh, i can't wait bad.
2: to find out if i have now been targeted if i'll like start getting the ad for that robe i haven't i haven't seen this robe there is like there's a good you should everyone should also have like a depressive robe like what you're saying like where when it's cold like your like your trash robe you know yeah, like so i don't sure. know i feel taking like taking out the
1: garbage robes yeah
2: yeah 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 absolutely absolutely
0: also bill murray and lost in translation which is a oh, another yeah. bathrobe that is meant to imply depression i just think that people at some point figured out like if you put a like 40 plus white guy in a robe it's gonna it's gonna communicate depression like immediately so. There was a
2: robe I threw out after I was fully vaccinated. Where I was like, "That robe represents some dark times in the past twelve <laughs> the months darkness. of my life. Yeah. And I will, I will not be keeping that robe as a as a memento." Right? Yeah, it's yeah. gone.
1: It's. Gone. I mean, even like you know, Le- in Lebowski, Jeff the Lebowski, Dude has like he's got a robe when he goes of. to the grocery yes, store. Yes. Fucking even like exactly. In, uh, what did Tyler Durden in Fight Club? There's a moment yep. where he's got that pink robe on. That's like a kind of on the that's, edge. Like, okay, that's kind of cool because it, right. it's Tyler Durden.
0: Yeah, if you're Brad Pitt, that's a good look. Otherwise, what about Rocky,
1: bro? What about that robe?
0: What the boxing
1: robe? Yeah, when you get in the ring, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you. If you have the Rocky robe and it's not like. You know, worn out if it's like shiny and looks new. <laughs> hell yeah, man. The, the way you're talking,
1: and, it seems like you have a worn out Rocky robe that you wear. I'm it's just like, saying, when it's like, like when it's mint, dude, it looks good <laughs> when it's mint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, with the hood, I think that you can get away with a lot, you know, yeah. Rocking the, uh, I just actually do the uh, Mike Tyson cut a hole on a white towel and, and wear that around the, the house poncho. after showers. Yeah. Yeah. Poncho. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back and talk about some news. And we're back. And, yeah, the hits just keep coming for the Tokyo Olympics. More just bad news uh, all around. Mm -hmm. Last week, we talked about how the starting shooting guard for the USA basketball team is going to miss uh the games Bradley Beal because he's in the covid protocol uh now Coco Goff uh who is the highest ranking member of the US tennis team uh, headed to Tokyo is not going to be able to play because of covid yeah just like and it
1: sucks you yeah. know it's like so many people now uh, this is on top of like We're also hearing that an alternate on the U.S. women's gymnastics team is also having to isolate after testing positive. And, like, that team is like, get Simone Biles out of here, (laughs) like, just to make sure she is absolutely 100 (laughs) percent able to participate. So, like, uh, this uh, alternate named Kara Eaker. And... This is on the heels of, again, this is just a report of what we're hearing. Quote, Organizers of the Games reported more than two dozen people who traveled to Japan for the Olympics have tested positive this weekend. Most concerning of all is that cases were detected within the Athletes Village where thousands of people will be staying. Yeah. Uh, The Olympics start Friday. And there's like even, if you go to the Olympics website, there's a special section. It's like, there's like a PDF that's updated daily with like new COVID infections. So (laughs) you can check out What's go- like a running count, and you're like, this right? Is so
2: there's just wow. no way that you can put thousands of people in one place right now from all over the world, and expect for it to not be a disaster. Like- I mean, that
0: being said, the Olympic Village is a notoriously chaste and uh, a social uh, environment <laughs> where people aren't just constantly having sex with one another all over the place, constantly everywhere. So should be fine. Oh, no, I think that is the case. (laughs) Oh, my bad. Uh (laughs) The the most uh, like social and uh, sex positive environment maybe in Western culture. Just
2: rock hard bodies just rolling around. It's just. Very exciting. Yeah. Very I feel
0: exciting. like we just like culturally were like, yeah, you guys should have sex with each other. <laughs> like, I don't care if you're married. Like that's, that's great. You it's, guys yeah. Cause it's like, a, hard. like
1: superhero breeding or something like, man, right. Could you imagine this like power lifter and this hurdler? <laughs> like
2: <laughs> what? It's right. like all the, the Marvel, fuck? it's like the Marvel universe. And like, we're putting them all like the most attractive, like, like our heroes, like we're putting them all in one place. Like it's,
1: and they all have powers happening. essentially, yeah. vis-a-vis their s- sport specialty. It's like, yeah, you, you can't stop. But yeah. the, the other thing is, like, you know, there's eleven thousand athletes, right? And like, the, and with like the athletes and their coaches that are coming, and then there's thousands more who are the officials. So, oh, shit. and like, we're already hearing reports of people like being like, "Oh, I have to go into isolation because on my flight, apparently, I was in contact. We, there was a like contact tracing." led us to believe that we were in contact with someone who was infected. And right. you're going to have 11,000 people. It's just really, I, I don't know, like, it's just so unfair, right? As an athlete, you're like, I'm already putting myself at risk for infection. But also, like, potentially, even if I'm asymptomatic and am infected, I can't participate in something that's, like, my life's work. And it's, like, it's so, again, aside from all the, the stupidity of, like, the government funding that's thrown around to, st- to have these games... But, like, to also keep these people from uh, being able to compete and, like, and insisting that the games go on is just, it, like, puts an awful, awful filter or tinge over these these games.
0: Yeah. So, the, the officials you're talking about, like, the people who are officiating the yeah. events are in the Olympic Village?
1: I don't know if they're in the Village, oh. but they're adjacent. <laughs> but, I mean, right. like, this is... But we're just talking about thousands and thousands of people (laughs) having to enter, like whether that's like those are the people who are like talking to people before like they compete in their event, before a diving event or sprinting event or whatever, like all of those people talking. It's just.
2: And it's also too, I think we forget that, you know, in America, it's a choice right now whether or not you get vaccinated. And the whole world is not given access to the vaccination so mm-hmm. it's like so many of these people coming in to work to participate in the olympics are not vaccinated because right. they don't have access to it
1: right yeah yeah so i don't so i guess huh. nothing so we're just can rolling the dice here <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolute huge dice roll and i'm and, and unfortunately you you i hate to think about it but someone could get really sick you know, who's just there to participate. And because of the insistence of having these games in the middle of a pandemic could end up in like really terrible outcomes for people. And it's just really, it's just like fucked up. It's I don't know how, like, how much more you can do to make these like worse. Because on top of that, like, the city of Tokyo is already like in a state of emergency. (laughs) They're saying like, If they test the like the bay where the triathlon is going to happen, like I don't know, man, the pollution could be really bad in the in the bay. Also, like (laughs) really, yeah, dude. In twenty nineteen, that water is
0: mostly COVID. It was Uh, dude in twenty
1: eighteen or twenty nineteen in one of the Paralympic games that were happening or or, like a triathlon event that was happening there. The people were like, dude, you can't swim here. It's got two times the level of E. coli that we can allow people to like you know swim in this with their open mouths. So no. Oh, you know man. so i think right now what they're having to do is like treat all of this water before it gets to the bay and it's just like adding all these complications on complications and it's it's like what else do you fucking need to happen
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh especially like us basketball was probably flying private but i can't imagine like all of the athletes are flying over there like on private jets nope. right so nope like that's nope hmm not great. All right, let's talk about the Delta wave because it seems like I mean it's clear that the Delta variant is causing many infections and it's the the driving force behind this new big wave in the US and basically everywhere, the UK even though they just opened up are seeing a surge in cases. But we're also seeing that the vaccines like work pretty <laughs> yeah. The vaccines work, and most vaxxed people are not symptomatic or they're experiencing very mild symptoms. And, like, Mm -hmm. when you look at the numbers of, like, people in the hospital, percentage of people in the hospital who've been vaccinated, it's, like, really low. And when you look at the cases of people who die, it's, like, 99.5% of the people who die are unvaccinated. So it's just the vaccine fucking works and we're still treating people who've been vaccinated and get get the virus but like aren't symptomatic the same as we treat people who aren't vaccinated right
1: yeah and it just seems like there's a there's a big debate going on with public health officials to even understand like we need more nuanced data to even know like who's a person with covid What if they were hospitalized or not? I mean, there is that stuff is out there, but it's not actually being I'm sure people are now working to put it all together to really analyze what's happening. But, you know, this these infections are really causing this debate more to say, like, what what do we need to do in terms of our policy and public health policies to understand, like, if we have people who aren't ending up in the hospital or are only having mild symptoms like we want, so it's not causing hospitalizations or death. What then do we need to do to actually make sure we're, A, putting the right resources towards the right things rather than just like testing like people who are not, you know, uh, been vaccinated and may have mild symptoms? Like if that's a if that's a worthwhile resource spend, if they can be focused elsewhere and a lot of the positives that they get from people who are vaccinated, they sort of break down like this. Uh, This is from this article on Talking Points Memo. It says COVID, quote, COVID can briefly take hold and reproduce in a person's nasal cavity and upper respiratory system before being knocked down by effective vaccines. That will produce a positive result on a PCR test. So it's essentially saying that the viral load that is like sort of being seen in the PCR test will be like reduced by the vaccinations. But if it picks it up, it picks up this viral genetic material There are some doctors who are like, this is not infection, this is what's called colonization. Mm. And so it's exposure that actually stimulates immune response versus, you know, what we're dealing with is like, what about the people who are unvaccinated and are, you know, still socializing in their unvaccinated communities? Those seem to be bigger threats to safety than vaccinated people who are merely asymptomatic and are just testing positive. So it's causing, like, it's just all these, there's so much we're still trying to figure out and learn. but. At the same time, people are like, what's fair? What makes sense? Does it make sense to say this person can't compete in an Olympics, even if they're not a danger to themselves or other people? But then we're still trying to figure out how much of a danger that is. So it just leaves a lot of questions. At the it
0: moment. can still spread, right? Even if it's just uh, yeah. colonizing your nose, but it hasn't like fully infected your body, like you can still spread it to somebody who's not vaccinated, right?
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. But I think that's where they, they want more research too to understand, like, what? What are the like the full sort of in a diagnostic sense? What are the risk factors involved with that kind of transmission, and what isn't? And you know, I think we're just we're still very much in a mindset of like, oh, someone has COVID, that's an infection, that's a number on the board, even though we see as as experts say it's decoupling the connection from getting infected and being hospitalized or potentially you know passing away,
0: right? Which is kind of suppressing the data on behalf of the. Vaccine, right? Because, you know, you'll see numbers going up in places that are largely vaccinated because of these, like, sort of colonization things. But then, in places like, you know, the, the south of the United States are seeing numbers spike up and also people aren't really vaccinated. So it's like more serious, right? Yeah. And it also, like, kind of de emphasizes the importance of getting vaccinated.
1: And that's the thing, like, in Arkansas, the governor there in the beginning of the pandemic, signed a bill that reduced his own powers to like mandate things like mask wearing. And he's now like being like, yeah, folks, you got to get vaccinated. But he's also handcuffed himself with this like stupid Trumpian gesture he made at the beginning of lockdown to be like, I'm not going to, you know, force people to do anything. So I'm going to pass this sort of like measure to say a governor can't do that. And now he's just, like all he can do is just beg people now to get vaccinated as, you know, the rates go higher and higher. It's just, just a very Mm. odd situation.
2: And do you guys live in LA? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, so now we're also back to wearing masks. It's just, I mean, and also it's my understanding, like we could, if you're vaccinated, you can still get COVID, you especially mm-hmm. the, the Delta variant. And you, you might have symptoms. You might get really sick. Like, I mean, that's those cases yeah, are few and possible. far between. And I mean, it's I just finally went out like back into the world. Family came to visit and I was at restaurants and just just out. And then I got sick and I was pretty confident that it was just like a cold because it felt, it felt like a cold. I was like, Oh, sense memory. I know what this is. I haven't mm-hmm. been sick in over a year, but because I had just spent time with all of these people who I love so dearly, I was like, okay, I'm going to go get tested. And it was more the anxiety of like, am I vaccinated? And I'm still getting freaking COVID like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, and that's just the, 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 I don't know if we'll ever get on the same page as a whole. To yeah, I think that this it just might be this piecemeal kind of existence, and not to even say to to say it in a. I mean, of course, I'm like frustrated, and I'm sure you know so many people are, but it's just kind of like uh, also trying to have radical acceptance of the chaos of this situation.
1: Yeah, which is yeah. tough. Yeah, when like the. <laughs> part of that chaos is like you know potenti- potentially deadly outcomes and then trying to navigate things like okay well i'm vaccinated am i okay but then you look at you know the, the real numbers and you're like well statistically like a lot of people in this room probably aren't um right. if i'm just looking purely at the the math of it all but yeah it feels like i think like a lot of people have been saying like since like for the last two weeks like it feels like we're headed for another lockdown given like how So many places are opening up the way they're opening up, like completely acting like it's 2019 in some instances. You look at, you know, like in the UK where it's like their freedom day was Monday and the clubs were just packed and like the numbers like 45,000 new cases a day, which are like mimics like the worst wave, but hospitalizations are low. So it's like... You know, we're in this sort of new phase, and I think that's sort of what a lot of the write-ups were about, especially when vaccinations were becoming more popular and the Delta variant was popping up, it's like, it's just going to be these weird, well, not weird, just these localized spikes, but with the potential to destabilize the enti- entire regions because the strain on, like, public health services could be so bad.
0: Well, speaking of the vaccine becoming more popular, uh, we're we're starting to see a little bit of a uh, 180 on on behalf of one of our favorite news programs, Fox and Friends, uh, we we have a little clip from Fox and Friends' Monday morning broadcast. Yeah, here for you.
1: Steve Ducey is saying, singing a different tune, apparently. And let's just check this out. And yes, this is from fox and friends this what you're about to hear
0: one of the cdc officials said
1: yesterday look the the pandemic right now is really just with people who have not been vaccinated
0: thank you Mm -hmm. 99 percent of the people who have died have not been vaccinated and so what they're trying to do is they're trying to make sure that all the people who have not been vaccinated get vaccinated and unfortunately and this is one of the reasons apparently the joe biden administration came out last week the administration's been very, very frustrated. They have not been able to get Facebook to get rid of some of the disinformation. Mm-hmm. The disinformation is online. Uh, the, the vaccine is killi- killing lots and lots of people, Ooh. or it
1: changes your DNA, or are little microchips. None of that is true.
2: Right, and so that's why Aww. you have in Washington this continuous message misinformation, misinformation. Happening? And uh, the Surgeon General, I didn't know.
1: Just goes on to basically Yo. be like, Y'all get the vaccine because it'll save your life. And everyone's like, wait, what? That, you guys have been spending your whole lives the, the spreading uh, this,
0: the fact that they uh, treated that as if this is new information we're just finding out about. Uh, apparently, there's a vaccine, and so this is spreading among people who don't get the vaccine. Apparently, uh, according exactly. to the Biden administration,
1: Killmead said, you're "Like, yeah,
0: me said exactly, and like threw his hands up, like we've been trying to tell y'all, but wait, he misunderstands." There, so
2: the- upset, just shaking <laughs> his head, just biting his tongue. Just- yeah. Oh
1: yeah. He hated that they were talking because right before that clip, Kilmeade's saying like the weirdest thing about essentially like the government's insistence is making people not want to get vaccinated. Like that was sort of the last point he made, and then Deucey's like, "Yeah, but here's the thing: like it works, and people are dying." And he's like, "Exactly." And you're like, "Hold on, dude, you you, you're (laughs) arguing, okay, whatever." Kilmeade,
0: wait, he was saying that the government like isn't being chill enough, and that's why we're not. Yeah, he's like, "Well, if you're about your freedoms,
1: and you hear that from the government, it's going to make people." be like, heck, I want to be in charge of what I want. Like, you know, just sort of trying to r- give a rationalization for sure for people who are being anti vax.
0: And not addressing the fact that their most popular program like spreads those exact conspiracy theories that uh, Tucker Carlson like talks about. Like, I'm just asking questions here, folks. How many mm-hmm. people are dying from the so he's not saying it. He's just asking questions on a very popular national news news and quotes program.
1: Yeah. And, you know, going around saying like they're going to ask for door to door, you know, get people vaccinated and c- just creating all this fear around like the administration trying to get people vaccinated. I mean, part of me is like, are they like, try- are, do they feel that they have a huge enough hand in this misinformation campaign as like a gigantic company that there could potentially be lawsuits for people saying like, My family member was listening to Fox News and they were repeatedly saying, you don't need this. Don't get the vaccine. And then they got really sick when they could have got it. And now I'm suing for damages. And now they're now they're being like, oh, no, I mean, like, look, we have we have we have a lot of people that are very forcefully saying it, too. Like, it's just I I can't look at anything they do and and think that it's ever for the right reasons.
0: Yeah. I mean, based on my legal degree, I think they can be sued for that. Oh, hell yeah. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Doug. I went to the law school of my cousin Vinny. I watched like dozens of times as a kid. So I think I know a thing or two. I think I know what damages are. I saw the Glenn (laughs) Close show. Right. Thank you. Uh, Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about just the Pandora's box that is modern technology. And we're back. And so as our man on the street for the Daily Zeitgeist, Steve Ducey, was pointing out, the uh, Biden administration <laughs> was blaming Facebook for, you know, not stopping the spread of disinformation, misinformation about COVID vaccines. I think the uh, press secretary pointed out that there are like 12 accounts that if they banned them would cut down disinformation by like sixty percent on Facebook and they're just not willing to ban those accounts. And so it's just like, okay, so we we've kind of known social media is a bit of a Pandora's box once it opened and like everybody is on equal footing in terms of sourcing and where we kind of became slightly fucked. There there's an even better illustration of that with a technology from an Israeli uh, surveillance firm. So they they have been selling this software to uh, governments that they think are trustworthy. Unfortunately, that includes uh, Saudi Arabia. It includes a lot of—they they don't give the specific list of countries, which is how you know that it's probably full of good actors who we can assume are, are using it responsibly— But basically, this software allows them to, they can just like pull all photos, emails, uh, messages from your phone, and also secretly activate your microphone. So they can turn your phone into a bugging device. Mm. And it's just been used, you know, they, so they got access to uh, the phone numbers that were in the database of like people that they were interested in using this on. A lot of, activists, journalists who are trying to expose corruption, human rights lawyers, uh, specifically a freelance Mexican reporter, uh, Cecilio Pineda Birto was found on the list. He was apparently of interest to a Mexican client in the weeks leading up to his murder when his killers were able to locate him at a car wash. So, yeah, this is just, hmm. it's, Fucked. This is, and this is. I mean, anyone can have access to this, basically.
1: This, yeah. This makes all my like, friends who insist on not getting smartphones seem really smart,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. They're like, are you, gonna,
1: are you gonna hack this Motorola StarTAC from O two? You are right. I don't know uh how. And yeah, God, this it's just so funny. Like, like, and yeah, we give it to company or countries and governments we think are you know on the up and up, like. Mm-hmm. No, Uh, Who? I mean, no one's on the and up Yeah, I mean, nobody.
2: uh, Every I've been watching this show on. It's now on Netflix, but it was a a Sony Crackle show called Startup, and this is essentially the plot of the show. And it's yet no one has great intentions. Like anyone who has access to that much information will be using it for for evil, not good. And and it just makes me want to hide in a tiny cabin far, far away. It makes me want to head to Camp Cocktail. Do you know what I mean? You guys? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm there. Yeah. I'll meet you there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Just laughs> You're all go excited.
0: to Camp Cocktail. Pull the <laughs> nice warm blanket up around your up to your chin and just. Mm-hmm. Uh...
1: And we throw our iPhones in the lake. <laughs> exactly. Boom. There you the go. Three. Here we One, go. One, two, three.
2: <laughs> Liberated.
1: But yeah, it's it. Again, I don't know anyone. I I, I I I mean, I get like in a in like the action movie sense, like. The the quote unquote good guys would be able to find the quote unquote bad guys by using this technology, but all you're seeing, like so many articles have been written about, just like journalists and like the wrong people, and you're like, right, because this is again the 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 balance of power. You don't want people out here advocating for the truth uh, in a country that might be truth averse, which seems to be a lot of places yeah. these days.
0: Yeah, especially as we're kind of coming to terms with the misbehavior of a lot of the hyper wealthy institutions that are out there. Like this, not not great that to the highest bidder they will sell a thing that basically is like turns everybody into a spy on their loved ones. Right. Essentially. Wait, it's for the highest bidder. I thought you said it was to trustworthy people. Well, people <laughs>
1: with trustworthy credit scores. Right. There you and go. The checks don't bounce. That's what we mean.
0: Yeah, it's it's just funny. Like, I I feel like the ho- hopefully this continues this trend of like back in whenever the Dark Knight came out, we like had a storyline where like Batman turned everybody's cell phones into like monitoring devices. And we were like, oh, hell yeah, because we need to because of like global Joker. terrorism, and then. <laughs> Now, I I feel like we've that that probably wouldn't work anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, that's like, yeah, everything's a surveillance network now because we don't want people reporting about illegal tax havens.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) The Panama Papers.
1: Who are you fighting now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like I mean, that used to also be Facebook's argument was like uh ultimate transparency because we like if you have nothing to hide why would you care about surveillance and now i i feel like we've seen through that just via all the bullshit that we've been putting up with for the past right. yeah uh, i mean and this decades. is the
2: new way of war it's not like how it used to be like it's it's really not about who's got like the biggest weapons and the most people it's just about technology and how yeah. You know, everyone can disrupt each other through that. It's like, you know, and shut down systems and know where people are. And I mean, it really, I mean, that, yeah, Yeah. that's the new way of war for sure. They're like,
1: oh, yeah, we used to just drop big bombs on things so they couldn't Mm -hmm. communicate. Now we just hack it and we flip a switch and now you have no power at your hospital. Right. And hmm. yeah you that again, everything being so connected, and also just reading constantly about how the u s is always saying like we're so behind on the cyber stuff, we're so behind because we're we were over leveraged on the exploding people version of war, hmm. we completely had a blind spot technologically, and yeah we're we're starting to see just how vulnerable so many of our systems are,
0: yeah, by the way, this is even though the u s probably isn't one of the clients of this. Specific institution, like all this means, is that the U.S. government and military has the ability to do this already, and like yeah. doesn't doesn't need to go They're the like. Prior oh, out. you
1: pay for Pandora? Not, nah, dude. We got our own homebrew version. We've been right. using since the '80s, man. We're good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pandora, by the way, I just think it's funny that that's what it's could... called, right? No, no. I just oh. pointed out that it's fucking wild that like less than fifteen years ago, it was okay to name your software Pandora and now it's (laughs) that just seems very silly and ironic that you would do that when technology is truly like becoming the it's almost like they they knew what was going to happen at some point all right let's say goodbye to another thing that we we don't want to see go away but salad bars we we might have to say r.i.p baby cnn just confirmed it the salad
1: bar is dying As they talk to many grocers and analysts, they're like, Yeah, dude, uh, there's only a few places that are going to bring it back. I'm sure most people, if they go to their grocery store, they see that the salad bar is merely like a place to put like olives that are in plastic containers and like pre made stuff. And you're like, Damn, I remember when this was a bustling feeding trough. But in general, (laughs) pandemic has changed how people look at like what it means to eat out of a big old fucking trough yeah trough basically (laughs) with like a piece of glass that's supposed to keep you safe Mm. and in general like people are shopping for groceries in more varied ways like whether that's delivery or like doing curbside pickup so there's like less foot traffic than normal and so this is from cns quote grocers and analysts say a combination of factors has kept stores from rushing back to bring back their salad bars customers are now buying more groceries online working from home than they were before the pandemic reducing the need for quick midday trips to salad bars some have moved away from them because of sanitary concerns. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I was going
2: to say, and it's super gross. You know, like I remember growing up, there was this restaurant in my hometown called The Rain Dancer, and they had a salad bar. And it was like, that was my favorite thing as a kid to be like, yes, I will be getting the salad bar. and You'd go up and they kept glass plates in a refrigerator So, like, you know, you'd slide open the fridge, take out your ice-cold plate, and then you'd move through the salad bar, and everything would stay so cold on the plate. Like, that iceberg was, like, really, you know, like, icy. Mm -hmm. It was, like, crisp. and But even then... And then as I became a teenager and friends started to work there, they're like, the salad bar is disgusting. Like, <laughs> we just pile the stu- new stuff on top of the old stuff. And then the old stuff at the end of the day is even, like, older. And right. it's, they're like, it is gnarly. And I, and I always remember that at, like, 16 being like, oh, like, salad bars are Gross. And it's right. like, but it is also so fun. There's something about like when the heater is on top of that, like, you know, the the General Sow's chicken at Whole Foods. The heat lamp, like, yeah. Where you're like, oh, like that seems really appealing to me, even though I know it's kind of disgusting. I, I think we
0: discovered that like some food, like General Sow's chicken, like that, that should be part of the preparation is making it sit under a heat lamp for two hours because
2: that 100%. Just,
0: yeah, it makes it like, Uh, Yeah, The the syrup infuses the breading.
1: (laughs) The hot food bar always felt like the elevated trough eating experience for me. It's like, dude, I ain't going to the salad bar. I'm going to get this like seven hour old enchilada fucking plate that I'm just going to scoop out with (laughs) just just mangle it with this plastic spoon and put it in my cardboard box and I've got a meal. But I think like. I I used to hit salad bars when I was like way more tethered to like an office, like in my past jobs were like clear. It's like, fuck, you you got 45 minutes, an hour, like run over there because like it's typically the speed at which you can pile in your, you know, to go box was how you could get down and eat. And now like I, because I'm making my own lunch and things like that, I truly am just like, yeah, paying for leaves by the pound isn't as appealing as it used to be. Yeah. But. I don't know, Man. you know. I it will. I don't know if I'll miss it, but the experience. I do have memories at a salad Oh, bar. Sure. oh yeah,
2: I mean, is it salad bars now? Like buffets tomorrow? Like what mm-hmm. happens to, to you know, all of the you know, like the hotel buffet? Like are we are we done with that too?
1: Yeah, Vegas I don't think is, we're. Like, ever, what are they
0: gonna do? I don't think we're ever getting rid of the. I like I had this experience I think I talked about on the show where I drove past a like seafood all you can eat seafood buffet here in Los Angeles. It was like peak it was, I think we were like at, at the point we probably weren't on complete shutdown but we were definitely in that area where you know, you had to wear a mask everywhere you went, indoor, Where outdoor. Where someone
2: was dying every six minutes. Remember Expert. that phase? Yeah. That was, yeah, that was kind of hard to live with. And yeah.
0: the and the parking lot was fucking overflowing because mm. it's just a value. Yeah. And all you can eat is a challenge to Americans. I don't think. Oh that, hell yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going anywhere, man. That that refrigerated plate thing is such a great idea. That and it, the yeah,
2: plates it, were shaped like a fish. Oh,
1: my God. Oh my God. I mean, and I love the problematic name of the buffet, too. The Rain Dancer. The Rain
2: Dancer. Do you know, as I was saying it, I, you know, because I haven't lived there and... In- So long. And as it came out of my mouth, I was like, ooh, this (laughs) is rough. I think we need a rebrand on the Rain Dancer in Amsterdam, (laughs) New York. (laughs) I don't think it's working anymore.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. Like I I feel like there need to be more like Instagram accounts or people just like, hey, throw up the names of the most wacky business places, like restaurants and businesses that just had the most culturally insensitive, like the Orient buffet. And you're like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. But, yeah, R.I.P. the salad bar. You you will be missed. Every burgers. salad
0: bar I've been to, they're, they're, the plates are usually still hot from, like, the dishwasher. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, there's, like, just that that overall, like, kind of also, like, remnant from the back, back house part of the... And I used to be a dishwasher, so I know what that's like.
1: Right. But also, like, refrigerating a plate, like, in pandemic, too, like, isn't this going to preserve the bacteria through refrigeration? You know what I mean? In a weird way where it's versus like like heat blasting a plate is one uh-huh. thing. And right. then washing it and like people are touching them and then it's like preserved in like a refrigerated <laughs> state too. But yeah. I love the feeling because, yeah, a, a, a nice cold glass or something or plate or whatever feels, it's elevated. It's elevated.
0: We've got heat. early pandemic uh, fomites here on these plates uh, that we've preserved <laughs> from, uh, this is the actual original COVID-19. This is yeah, you're going to love it. 2019 love it. COVID-19. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you can A great get vintage. pretty good money for this.
1: The other thing I see is just also like in this one article, they, they, they talked about Bristol Farms in California saying, we're not going to close our salad bar. And Bristol Farms is usually in very affluent areas. And mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder if like wealthier areas are going to hold on to their salad bars to say like, nothing's okay. wrong with that. I love my salad bar. Like if it's, you know, if it's Hy-Vee or Wegmans, I've, like in this article, they said they're going to stop it. But like Bristol Farms, like, no, nah, baby, we're still, we're still here.
2: Wealthy right. people hold on to everything. They refuse mm-hmm. to change. They think it will not touch them. So yeah, 100%. 100%. That's what, that,
1: that was the one thing I clocked as like a California person. I'm like, but Bristol Farms in California may be the exception. I'm like, of course it is. Like, <laughs> people weren't wearing masks in
0: there when you had to. So, they're the exception uh, to everything. They're yeah. they're snowflakes. They're perfect. All right, I do want to get to this Britney Spears story yes. uh, while well, we have Jen here who has a Britney Spears podcast. So, this is getting picked up. Brit- Britney Spears' bodyguard basically came out and confirmed the most surreal Kind of implications of her testimony, uh, he said that she basically wasn't allowed to do anything besides watch TV and work out. Her phone was monitored. Visitors were searched and like wanded with a metal detector. Her dad called her security guard three to four times a day to check in on her, which you know might sound like a doting, worrying father. Except remember that he compared her to a racehorse, and then maybe most disturbing, she was given a once a week powerful cocktail of prescription drugs, three antipsychotic medications, and birth control pills. Just like straight up old boy shit. Like she Mm -hmm. wasn't, she was just being like kept in like a human zoo. Mm -hmm. And it's wild. I also thought it was interesting. So this security guard, who's a ex cop, said that she would go from like being totally sane to talking about parallel universes, which for him is like code for cuckoo bananas, but that's actually like like I said earlier, what a lot of the scientific consensus thinks might be the truth of our like reality yeah here's <laughs>
2: right? here's the thing, Britney Spears, from the many people I've talked to who know Britney and who knew her at different times in her life, all say that this has been a through line, that Britney is very connected to either, I mean, she might have the gift of sight where she can see into the future. She also feels very connected to the other side. Like, this is something that that has been consistent with Britney and that she also, she's not really into small talk She goes super deep, really fast. And this, this is, like I said, people who have known her for a really long time knew her when she was completely sober. It's not like, it's not about being on drugs or anything where she will just like talk about the deeper, like the deep meaning of like why, very existential. Like, why are we here? You know, she also talks about angels, the other side. So this season on my podcast, I had her makeup artist, Julianne Kay, who was with her in her early years, and she came on and told a story. And this, you guys, this is so wild, but Britney Spears owned a house off of Sunset, and this was when she was dating Justin Timberlake. So then she and Justin break up. Brittany was out partying all weekend long. And at the end of the weekend, she was like, can you, to Julianne Kay, this makeup artist, can you send your Reiki healer to the house to do body work on me? She says, sure. She sends the Reiki healer up to Brittany's house. The Reiki healer performs body work on Brittany. And then Brittany calls Julianne Kay and she says, I don't know, he opened up some sort of spiritual portal. And I saw two people, a man and a woman, and they were fighting and they tried to throw me down the stairs. I'm leaving the house Right now, and i I gotta get out of here, and she checked into a hotel. She never returned to the house again. She put the house on the market, and the house was sold to Brittany Murphy and Brittany Murphy oh, and her shit. husband both died in that house. What the fuck so wow then i had I ended up having a paranormal researcher come on to the show, so not a psychic, not a sure. someone who just purely just researches. All of this stuff. And he was saying that it could be, like, a number of things. One, she could have seen into the future. Two, the house, like, there could have been some sort of spirit that was trapped in the house. It It's just, like, Brittany 100%. Right.
1: This is, this is her bag.
2: She... And, I mean, I think it just actually makes a lot of sense and explains a lot. Like... Britney Spears, even now with everything that's going on and the more she's telling us and 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 telling the judge and wanting it to be made public. It's like, okay, she's she's making so much sense. She's so coherent. She's being you know, she's laying out all the facts and then she'll post something that's so kooky. And then immediately everyone goes, that can't be her or See, she is actually crazy. Instead, it's like, guys, I think like she's just like connected to the world in ways that us like mere mortals aren't, and that <laughs> is right. what makes her Britney Spears. And can we all just finally get on the same page and recognize that she is an original and like she is all of the things. She is kooky. She is smart. Yeah, we can say multitudes.
1: Is... Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. So I believe everything that her bodyguard said i'm so glad that he's coming forward uh and and it all makes sense to me like i don't think that the medication or like by her saying that she believes in in all you know paranormal and all this and that i i don't think it like okay proves that she's crazy i think it proves like that she just
1: she's consistent with yes. what her interests yeah. are, what she feels, how she makes sense of the world, because I mean, who better than someone who has been thrust into the spotlight from childhood to ask a lot of deeper questions about their existence? I right. mean, like the st- child stardom is a, such a fucked up experience. Where seldom are there people who be like, it was one hundred percent turbulence free. I'd do it again if I <laughs> if I had the chance. Many people are come out of there really fucked up and tortured, feel neglected, or they had to grow up too fast. And I can imagine for someone who, like, had spent their worst period of their life just under a microscope, being like, what is the world? Like, why are, why am I, like, this focal point? Like, I I couldn't imagine, like, shit right. I would think of if I was on a shroom trip and I was Britney Spears or I had the same experiences. as
0: I mean, your reality would feel like a bad shroom trip at that point. Like, that's kind of the implication of the of the documentary is that, like, when you actually look back at what she was dealing with at that point, like put hitting a photographer who's been like trailing her and like making her like trying to like take pictures of her like accidentally exposing her vagina like or whatever for a split second like that. Of course, I like I would also try and hit that person's car with a fucking umbrella like that. I I feel like the implication of the documentary was, like, she went sane. She was, like, doing a thing that was the reaction that you would have to being in this weird, fucked-up, like, again, like, kind of a zoo, like, where, like, everybody's just looking at you, watching you, like, for their entertainment, not taking into account your humanity at all. And then, like, that's similar to the... Multiverse that, like, this person is hearing her and being like, that's what a Looney tune. And then in reality, it's like, well, that's actually what a lot of scientists think is a rational way to explain the time space continuum.
2: Brittany's just been a constant reflection of what, of, of how society is like functioning, especially when it comes to pop culture. It's like when she first came out, it was when she was going through, you know, postpartum depression, having her two kids going through a divorce. Her parents also got divorced at this time. Her aunt passed away. She broke up with Justin Timberlake, who was such a a defining part of her identity at that time. I mean, all of these things happened within a span of three years. And she is being, you know, at that time, it was like, okay people wanting to see her fail. You know, it was constantly provoking her to, to see how she would react. Um, the paparazzi hunting her down and all of us consuming it. And now it's all of us trying to, to right that wrong of encouraging that. And now it's like, there must be justice for Brittany. And I just wonder, I wonder what will happen. I believe that she will be free. I think it's going to take some time, and I wonder what we the people will do when that happens. You know, like will will they come for Brittany in some new way? Will it mm-hmm, be? Sure. You know, right now everyone's hunting down and wanting to to blame her, her sister, and her. Right. Uh, you know, it's just it's more than anything. I look at you know I started this podcast because I loved Britney and you know it was not in vogue to talk about Britney Spears three four years ago it was it was like a very niche thing where I was like I'm just gonna go back and find my people because I felt like I was in all these arenas and stadiums as a teenager and I'm like they're out there somewhere and then I went to like I went to college and suddenly like no one was into Britney. And then I, you know, moved to Los Angeles and I'm like, but not ironically, like where are all those people that were in those arenas with me? And so then when I started doing this, I like realized I was like, oh, like fan culture is really something because we're Mm -hmm. all like our own mini dysfunctional family. Like there's the kooky aunt, there's the really fucked up uncle. There's like the supportive mom. There's like but they, but not everyone is on the same page. So I just right. I'm so curious what everyone will do once Britney is is free. But it's just more than any of us could have, like, ever imagined what was happening to her. It, it's yeah. it's it's really, really something. And the fact that she's been judged for the past 13 years of her life on essentially like three really bad days. Mm-hmm. Is just like is is unfathomable. Like yeah. It, yeah. Th- like she's just been such a a victim of her of her dad's dysfunction. It's yeah. a really tragic story. It's real. It's just. It's it's unbelievable.
0: Truly. Well, hopefully, people will leave her alone after she frees herself and just like let her live her life. But can't imagine.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, if just if the attention. The amount of clicks it gets to focus on her potential, you know, potentially being liberated from this conservatorship. I can't imagine the press just as an entity is then being like, "Okay, let's let her go. They're going to be like, she's thriving. Look at her now. She's vacationing here. Look at her with her kids. Like, okay, what the fuck are you? You're, You're still not giving this person their space. But I think that's just a larger reckoning. We again to like sort of your point, Jen, is like we sort of need to have a reckoning with how we, what we believe the nature of celebrity is and what people are entitled to as fans to know or not know and, you know, how much of a microscope people should be put on
2: Yeah, she's spending all the money now that she got it back and that was everyone's right. greatest fear. It's like, let her spend her money. Yeah, she people bought go nine Porsches. People go okay. broke every day, like, in this country. Like, let her spend $60 million and have to figure it out. Like, that's what she's life an and growing yeah. up is about. How to manage... Our our money, our, our life, you know? Although like, that
1: would be super sad. She's like, dude, she blew it all on <laughs> candy and like, necklaces. Right. And it's Two like, oh,
0: boy. I
2: always like, let her buy the angel oil paintings and like, you yeah. know, buy a house in Hawaii. Like, just let her. Do you.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: Live that life.
0: Yeah. And if she is in the market for angel oil paintings, uh, hit me up. Brittany, because
2: <laughs> I got some. Jack's at, got you <laughs> at
1: got Angels some by good ones.
0: <laughs> Jen, it's been such a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you and follow you?
2: You can find me on Instagram at Jennifer Zaborowski. That's so you can sound it phonetically. Out. Yeah. Yes. You thank yeah. you. Yeah. 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 And I don't do Twitter, guys. I got off, and I said, I just can't. My brain was just. It was too much going on up here, so uh, yeah, you can follow follow me on Instagram.
0: There you go, perfect. And is there a tweet or a gram or something that you've been enjoying?
2: Well, I mean, it really is all about Brittany and I. Right before I got on with you guys, I looked at her her Instagram to review, and she posted a new Instagram post, and it is is kind of wild because. She posted a picture of Kelly Oxford doing yoga. Kelly Oxford is a writer, a director. She has a big social media presence. And this was probably even over a year ago. Kelly Oxford commented on a Britney Spears post and said how It was all too much for her, and it was, like, disturbing to her what Britney was posting. And then all these Britney stands went after Kelly Oxford and said, how dare you? She's happy. She's okay. Like, this isn't dysfunctional. You're dysfunctional. And so it was this whole thing about how Kelly Oxford was the worst person in the world for posting that on Britney's Instagram. And then Britney today posted a picture and tagged Kelly Oxford doing yoga. And, guys, it's just... Britney when you think you've got her nailed down you just don't Mm -hmm. and that's why I love her
0: 4D chess Miles where can people find you what's the tweet you've been enjoying
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at miles of gray also the other pod for 20 day fiance if you like 90 day Fiance, come come visit us over there because we got (laughs) we got nothing but fire takes about that show some tweets that I like it's really just one at that one queen tweeted I just know some queen is going to name herself Delta variant. And <laughs> so very, I'm from like, yeah, I can see that happening. So, oh, yeah. uh, shout out to whichever drag queen gets to that name first.
0: <laughs> That's a good name. Andrew Mikan tweeted, I got vaccinated for this. Me very loudly in public every time I'm bored. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let's see. Oh, and at sophie bottle tweeted if you're worried you ever said something weird to me just know that i don't remember anything anybody has said to me ever in my life Uh, (laughs) and i identify with both sides of that i constantly think of weird stuff i've said and also don't remember anything anyone's ever said to me so you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about. In today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song are we sending people to check out today?
1: We are going to be doing an, another song from uh, Pink Panthers, who is just, I just love uh, the Pink Panthers vibe. It's like this, just getting into old, like drum and bass, sort of jungle style, but like being real sing-songy on it. And this track is called Passion. So it's, if you like the other track we went out on a while back, uh, you're going to like this one because it's just very playful and it has just,
0: again, good energy, good energy. Hell yeah. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye.